All right, welcome into another edition of Chalk Talk. Nick Camino joined by Ben Axelrod already getting into week 14 of college football. The Bulls are going to be coming up the college football playoff and week 13 of the NFL teams starting to jockey for position even before uh, we started the show. We were talking uh, about different playoff scenarios and things that can happen. Wild card hunt in the AFC and the NFC, those things taking place. So we're kind of winding down now, Ben, and, and those things, even though there's still some question marks, we're starting to get some more clarity on, on some of this stuff. Yeah, definitely. And that's, you know, when, when the college football playoff first came into effect in, in 2014, there were a lot of questions about how will this diminish the, the regular season? And, um, you know, because it was a drastic change from, from obviously the BCS and, and the old bull model. Um, but I think what's not, you know, up for the debate is that it has added to rivalry week. Yes. Um, they, especially with, with some of these rivalries like Auburn and Alabama, Ohio State and Michigan, where, where you have teams who are routinely in the mix. Um, it basically adds another week of, of playoff type football uh, onto championship week next week and, and into the playoff itself. So um, I, I think as far as you, you look at the college football playoff and is it good for college football, is it bad for college football, um, I think there are strong arguments on both sides, but, but I don't think what's up for debate is how much more it has added to this final week of the regular season. Yeah, and I think college football, I've, I've said this for the longest time, I, I like where it's at right now. Mm -hmm. I know there's, there's this talk about expansion. I just think the more you expand that playoff, the less the regular season is going to mean. Unfortunately, we've seen it in college basketball where, yeah, we love March Madness, the brackets are fun, but yeah. is there really that much importance on a game that's played in November, even if it's a fun regular season game, non-conference? You get what I'm saying? I just feel like we've, we've kind of belittled the regular season in college basketball now. Oh, to I, totally, and, and I also think you could throw the one-and-done rule into that yeah, sure. as, as to why that's happened. But, um, you know, I think the reality is for, for college football, you're dealing with what 118 programs across the country uh five different conferences as as far as the power five you're never going to get a perfect model you're, you're just never as far as determining a national champion and uh yeah i mean college basketball we we love march madness but at the end of the day is is a one elimination a, a single elimination tournament is that the best way with with 68 teams is that the best way to determine a national champion i i don't know so um it's fun and it, it is what it is but um yeah I, I think the playoff is a improvement from the bcs uh, I think there are ways you could look to expand it responsibly to, to maybe six teams or uh, factor in some bye weeks and, and stuff like that. But um, it is what it is, and, and we have what we have right now. All right, so rivalry week for college uh, football here. For, in your mind, uh, yeah. what is the, the best rivalry in college football? You know, I, I think historically it's tough to go against Ohio State, Michigan, and, and having grown up in Columbus and having been around that firsthand, I'm, I'm pretty biased uh, in that regard. Uh, I, I think recently, though, Auburn, Alabama has wow. given it a pretty good run as far as uh, just having national title game implications, having implications for the college football playoff. Uh, you had a year Auburn won the national title back with Cam Newton in, in 2010. Alabama's obviously done what it's done. Um, you know, as far as Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan just hasn't held up its end of the bargain. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, and, you know, as, as a child of the 90s who, who like I said, grew up in Columbus, <laughs> You look at this run Ohio State's been on really since Jim Trestle arrived uh, in 2001. You appreciate this when you think of the Cooper days. I mean, Ohio State's <laughs> lost twice since then. Yeah. Uh, once was kind of a fluky year in, in 2011 when Ohio State had everything it had going on in, in an interim coach in Luke Fickle. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer undefeated 7-0 dating back to 2012. And uh, now Ryan Day's going to get his first crack at this thing. Yeah, I, w I would go Ohio State-Michigan a close second for me. 
would be Army-Navy. I mean, mm-hmm. every year, no matter yeah. what their records are, and I know maybe that kind of football with the triple option for some people is can be boring, but, I mean, you just think of the, the pageantry and, the, mm-hmm. the you know, the – Everything that's surrounding it, you know, being there, yeah. um, is, it, I think that's right there with it. But uh, I, would, I would lean Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, well. and, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think Alabama LSU is, is right that there in the become, mix. You're right. As far as the, the regular season game that, that everybody looks forward to. Uh, it's not a, you know, a, a traditional rivalry. It's not one with a lot of history. But as far as a lot of recent history, uh, you know, we're going back to 2011. They played each other in a BCS national yeah. title game uh, at the end of the 2011 season. So, um, I, I think just as far as like modern rivalry, what you look forward to each year. Now, Ohio State, Michigan recently even has had a lot of, you know, winner gets into the, the Big Ten title game and, and from there has a chance to go on to the playoff. I, I know that was the Remember case. Remember 06, in, it was one versus two. Remember 06, that, that was, it was one versus two. Uh, 2016, I think it was two versus three or, or maybe yeah. one versus three. Um, we, we've had some basically elimination style games. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been lopsided as far as the results, but usually it's a, a fairly competitive game. Some that have gone away, I'm thinking of like, it's too bad that Texas and Texas A&M mm-hmm. really don't play anymore because yeah. of the conferences and USC, UCLA, it's not what it once was. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't feel that way. All right, let's do a quick recap of, uh, of last week. I end up going 3-0 and in college, but mm-hmm. give it back a little bit in the NFL going 1-2. and um, You last week end up going... Oh, one and two in college. Oh, one and two in college. Uh, I was on the wrong side of that Miami FIU game. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Butch Davis coming back to haunt us yeah, on that one. Pause up. Um, <laughs> one and two in college, and then two and one in the NFL. Two Had and one in the NFL. Pretty good NFL week. Uh, so overall, for us. Yes. Um, overall, I am. Um, you're right, you're right at 500. I'm right at 500. I'm 35, 35, and two. Um, I'm up in the NFL at 20 and 16, but behind in college at 15, 19, and two. Uh, you are you went four and two this week, which puts you at thirty five, thirty three, and four. Uh, I think this is your first week now oh, above five hundred. We finally uh, it took thirteen, fourteen weeks, Ben. Yeah, you're at sixteen, <laughs> seventeen, and three in college. Nineteen, sixteen, and one in the NFL. Beautiful. All right, I'm glad that hey, I'm glad to be above the, uh, the the high water mark there. Yes. All right, let's uh, let's get into our picks. Week fourteen of college football. Week thirteen of the NFL. We'll start with me. Yes. We we'll start with college, and then we'll, we'll get Ben's three college picks. Again, all of these for entertainment purposes. Only picking games against the number. Uh, we're going to start in the American Conference with the UC Bearcats uh, taking on Memphis. I believe this game is on a Friday. I think mm-hmm. it's the, the, uh, the on Black, Black Friday, Friday after uh, after Thanksgiving. Uh, the UC Bearcats getting nine and a half in this game. I've got you at oh, eleven and a half. I'm giving you a little bump. Beautiful. Here. I'll take the points. It must have <laughs> moved. All right, we'll take Cincinnati getting eleven and a half uh, against Memphis in this game. Uh, here's my thoughts uh, on this one. Cincinnati has not been playing well. They mm-hmm. uh, barely beat South Florida. They had a tough time with Temple. They really just have not, they've been struggling. And Memphis has been blowing everybody out. What I feel like, though, is that this line, especially now at 11 and a half, you tell yeah. me, I do think this is an overreaction to those recent trends. Um, because if we're going to look at, tre- at trends over the last 10 years, the UC Bearcats are 38 and 27 on the road. Memphis is under 500 as a home favorite over the last 10 years. So I just think the UC Bearcats, even if they don't win the game, I do think Memphis is a little bit of a better team and they're mm-hmm. at home. Um, I just think that Cincinnati will do enough to keep this game close. This seems yeah. like it's going to be a tight game. Cincinnati runs the ball well. They're going to want to control it. I know there's been some rumors about Fickle's job, but I think yeah. he still remains focused. I mean, Mike Norvell could, could also get another job, too. So uh, I just think since he does enough here to keep it close, if you're giving me 11 and a half, I'm taking it. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about Luke Fickle because we're starting to get now to the, the coaching carousel part of the season, and uh, especially after these regular season, the, the regular season comes to an end after this weekend, we'll start to see some changes. Uh, Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio, 
if he retires or if he's forced out, Luke Fickle seems like a fairly logical call there. That does. I mean, yeah, I think that that would be a good job for yeah. him. Yeah. I think that would, that would be a Big good job. Big Ten ties, uh, yeah. history with Ohio State. There, there were talks Michigan. about Florida State. He doesn't seem like a no. Florida State guy. And that's still, to me, a really big time job. Yeah. Um, I think he would have to do it at a Michigan State. That might be a perfect fit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, 11 and a half points for Luke Fickle uh, to play with. Can't fault you right. there. And their only loss this year was Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, they, they've played very well. Uh, next game, and I think you and I will have agreement on this game, uh, not to spoil yours coming up, but. Ohio State uh, minus nine and a half against Michigan. Yep. I actually do think this is going to be a very tight game uh, for a long time. I think mm-hmm. second quarter into the third quarter, Michigan is going to give these guys everything they've got. Yeah. Michigan is playing the best we've seen them all season. Ben, you know that as well as anybody. I love their wideouts, uh, Peoples-Jones, Nico Collins, yeah. um, the way Shea Patterson, he's finally playing the way I think a lot of us thought he would. And their defense is starting to play well too. So this is the best version of Michigan that we've seen this year. And Ohio State's going to have their hands full. Problem for Michigan is on both sides of the ball, Ohio State is more athletic, they're faster, they're just, they're yeah. just a better team. And I think that if you have Michigan and you're getting nine and a half, you're going to feel good for three quarters of this game. Yeah. And then I just think eventually Ohio State's going to pull away. And any chance that Ryan Day gets to add an extra field goal or add an extra touchdown, I think he's going to do that. Um, so I'll take Ohio State uh, minus nine and a half. In this yeah, game. and I'm with you on this one. That's one of my picks too, Ohio State minus nine and a half. I just think. In Columbus, the the roster um, of Ohio State is just so much better, so much more loaded with future NFL talent um, and, and better recruited players. And um, yeah, I mean Michigan quietly snuck back into the top ten. They played well. Uh, look at they, a good ball. They're playing well, but um, you look at Jim Harbaugh's record against top ten teams, and especially a team as talented as Ohio State, who he's yet to beat as a coach. Um, I just I, I can't make a strong case for Michigan in this game. And if I don't think they even have a chance to win this game, I have a hard time picking them. At, at less than a uh, 10 points. So, um, you know, I think Ohio State, I think this line might be a little deflated too by that Penn State outcome. Uh, Ohio State didn't cover against Penn State. That game, if you watched it, Ohio State gets up 21 to nothing and then has a bunch of fumbles. Yeah. Uh, really did everything so in its power to, to, to give that game away or, or make it closer than it should have been. And, and they still, you know, Ohio State pulled away with a chance to, to really hit a backdoor cover there yeah. toward the end. So um, I'm worried about Justin Fields, though. That's my one thing is I, I think oh, he's the as, need. That's right. he's the as the game, complete right? of a quarterback as I've seen at Ohio State. Uh, and I think he's okay to play, but he's just gotten started to get banged up a little bit. And if he were to come out of this game, Ohio State just doesn't have the depth at quarterback to, to look like the same team that we've seen from them all year. Ryan Day, in my mind, has been perfect. I've agreed mm. with everything he's done. Except that. I wish they would have been running the ball yeah. there. I didn't quite understand it that. It went about as poorly as it could have gone. <laughs> exactly. uh, you watch Chase Young now. They're starting to talk about Chase Young in the Heisman race again yeah. based on what he did last week. And he only the missed two he should games. Be in New York. Yeah, yeah, so uh, him and Justin Fields, I think, have both made really compelling cases. I actually wanted to hit on that. Uh, the, the Heisman race, again, Joe Burrow is still a heavy favorite in this thing. Um, but last year heading into the championship week, Tua was a heavy favorite. And Kyler Murray was at plus 350. Kyler Murray basically won it during championship week. Uh, Last I saw, Justin Fields was sitting at 10 to 1. I I still think that's good value for Justin Fields. Yeah, and and Chase Young, I think, has made a case to be in New York. I mean, he set the single-season sack record. He passed Vernon Golston's record. Mm Uh, that's that's a big deal. And, With like uh, three games to play. <laughs> and he missed two. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so Ohio State, we have agreement there, and th- yep. that'll be one of Ben's picks. We'll get into it again. Uh, and then the last pick uh, will be Auburn plus four versus Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is at Jordan-Hare, um, and I think, that, right, yeah, it's at, it's in, it's in, uh, it's at Auburn. Right. Um, I, think that they're, I think they have an opportunity to win this game. This is as banged up as Alabama has been. If you're ever going to win this game, Auburn, yeah. 
uh, now's the time to do it. Uh, I know they have a young quarterback, but he's gotten better as the season has gone on. They've got the losses to Oregon and the loss to Florida, which are pretty ugly. Uh, but I still think that Auburn uh, will find a way, if not to win the game, keep it within a field goal yeah. uh, and, and, and within four in this instance. So I'm going to take the Auburn uh, Tigers getting four against their rival. Yeah, you know, I, I think Alabama is just such a different team without Tua. I, yeah. I just think that changes the complexion of, of their entire offense. Um, their quarterback now, Mac Jones, just not as highly of a recruited guy as, as Tua. I don't think he has as much natural talent. Um, you know, and, and going from a guy who is going to be the number one pick, still might be the number one pick in Tua, um, to, to downgrade at that position, I, I think that changes the entire complexion uh, of your offense. And then, you know, you're, you're getting more than a field goal in a, a rivalry game. Uh, Auburn, a, a pretty well-recruited roster um yeah this was a stay away from me but uh yeah if, if i had to pick it I'd, I'd probably lean toward the the home dog here and let me just take this opportunity to say the fact that alabama and auburn played samford and western illinois mm -hmm. last week is an absolute joke I don't understand that. I know they're yeah. warming up for this game, but my gosh, yeah. that's that's that's, a, that's terrible. I think you contrast that too with Ohio State playing Penn State and Michigan. Come on! I don't know if the Big Ten can do anything more to, to take care <laughs> exactly. of its you know top dog, but um, yeah, this is you know again, like I said, it's yeah. tough to to come up with a a perfect playoff I format know. because so many of these things uh, there, there's very few apples to apples comparisons in this, this is, sport. This is, this is, I have a random question for you. I'm going to give my three yeah. picks, and then we'll get to Ben's college picks. Cincinnati plus 11.5, uh, Ohio State minus 9.5, and, and Auburn plus 4. Quick question. There's, there's, this team is starting to get some traction now, some talk of the playoff. They're going to have to win their conference yeah. championship. Utah, do you think they, they sneak in there? Or no? I don't Just think so. Short. I don't think the resume is okay. strong enough compared to, you know. They got the one loss. It was to USC. Yeah. But I, I, I don't see that edging out a potential one-loss SEC team. Oh, that's I, true. I don't see um, I don't see a path for it, really. Okay. All right. Uh, your three college picks. Here we go. Yes. So I've got Ohio State uh, minus nine and a half over Michigan. We already went over that. I'm staying in the Big Ten. I don't, I don't know if it's Thanksgiving weekend or something about my Midwest roots, but I'm staying in the Big Ten. Uh, Going to take Nebraska plus six versus Iowa. I think this is a Friday game. Friday. Friday game. Um, Nebraska has played them close in this rivalry they in have. past years with Mike Riley. Uh, I think Scott Frost is an upgrade from Mike Riley, although the record wouldn't necessarily indicate that yet. Um, and, and I don't just, you know, Iowa, I, I think they can still win this game, but they don't strike me as the type of team that, that's going to run away with it. Um, everything they're playing for, getting to, to Indianapolis is off the table now. It's yeah, not uh, much to play for. Yeah, for Iowa. Win, win in advance in, in Minnesota uh, versus Wisconsin, which we'll get to after this. But um, I just think, you know, this is a game where Scott Frost can make a statement as, as Nebraska's head coach. He, he hasn't done that really yet, uh, even though he's gotten a big contract extension. I, I think this is a spot in a rivalry game where Nebraska can make a statement. I, I think sometimes that's just a sleepy uh, afternoon game, yeah. uh, uh, home game for Nebraska. So I like Nebraska in this spot, plus six I like uh, against Iowa. I think it's a sharp play. I think uh, a lot of people are going to like Iowa just because yeah. simply they're the favorite. Um, but I think you're right. If, if Nebraska doesn't win the game, I think they have a chance to keep it close. Yeah, Nebraska coming off a blowout win over Maryland. Now it is Maryland, but just, just to be able to go out, do that, build some confidence on the field. I think Scott Frost is, is kind of looking to, to turn the corner and enter the, the offseason here with some yeah, momentum. I like that. Then the, uh, the game to get to the Big yeah. Ten title game, right? Yeah, I mean, this is the, the Big Ten West title game for, yeah. for all intents and purposes. And uh, I've got Wisconsin minus two at Minnesota. Um, I just think Wisconsin's been here before. They, they've had to play in these games where it's win in advance. Um, I, I think they have the better roster. Um, Minnesota, you know, we, we've seen they, you know, 
they were able to beat Penn State, but then they weren't able to follow up on that and beat Iowa. I would feel differently about this game if Minnesota was was in it undefeated with with you know a chance to to really keep an unlikely playoff uh, bid alive. But I just think Wisconsin's been in the spot. I'm gi- I'm giving less than a field goal. I'm, I'm going to take the Badgers. For me, it's a stay away only because of how well I thought Minnesota played at home mm-hmm. against Penn State, uh, who I think is if not better than Wisconsin. But yeah. you're right in the factor of Wisconsin has been here. They've done it before. Um, this is going to be an interesting game. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. The winner will play Ohio State and Indianapolis. Yep. All right, so your three college picks for the uh, chalkboard here. I've got Ohio State minus 9.5 uh, versus Michigan. I've got Nebraska plus 6 versus Iowa. And I've got Wisconsin minus 2 at Minnesota. Okay, so that is for week 14 of college football. Yep. Let's go right back to week 13 of the NFL now. And we'll go back to Ben here with his three NFL picks. Yeah, this was about as tough of a slate as I can remember <laughs> picking d- since we started doing this. A lot, yeah. of, um, a lot of home underdogs. Uh, you obviously have the three Thursday night or three Thursday Thanksgiving games. Uh, just a weird week in general, I think, for the NFL. Um, but, um, you know, I, I took three road teams, not to step on your toes. You took three no, road teams. No, I know. Teams. It's, it's uh, bizarre. These are not traditionally smart, heady plays, <laughs> but uh, we're going to ride with it anyways. And um, I'm going to start on Thursday night, actually. I've got the Saints minus seven at the Falcons. They just played, I feel like. They played two weeks ago, and the Falcons – won the game yeah beat down the Saints in, it was Drew, in New Orleans in New Orleans Drew Brees first game back uh in that game but but to me that was kind of an aberration for both teams uh you look at this Falcons team other than those back-to-back wins over the the Saints and the Panthers really haven't done much of anything they they were in a spot to t- potentially turn around their season uh this past weekend at home against the Bucks and got blown out by the Bucks with with Jameis Winston giving the ball away three times. Yeah. Um, I just I, I feel better about where this Saints team is. Uh, I think the, the the overall roster is is a lot better for New Orleans and um, yeah I, I don't love laying a touchdown here in the spot but this feels just like it's it's the primetime game on Thursday night. I, I think even on the road I, I think the cream rises to the top here and um, the Saints just are so talented from from Alvin Kamara to Latavius Murray to Michael Thomas and, and Jared Cook and obviously Drew Brees and then their defense. Uh, Julio Jones on the Falcons has been banged up. Matt Ryan's been up and down. I'm, so I'm going to take the Saints here, uh, giving a touchdown. I, I, I definitely think they win the game. The numbers mm-hmm. scares me a little yeah. bit. But it's definitely a revenge spot for them. Yeah. I mean, they, they got their butts kicked a couple weeks ago by them. So I think that they'll have revenge on their mind, even yep. though they're on the road. Uh, but that'll be fun Thursday night uh, on Thanksgiving night. Yes, sir. And then my, uh, my, my second road underdog, uh, a game we know very well, the Cleveland Browns giving one point to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, essentially, it's another stay away from me. I don't know why. Essentially a pick them. If, <laughs> yeah. if you think the Browns are going to win, take the Browns. If you think the Steelers are going to win, take the Steelers. Um, I mean, this Steelers quarterback situation is not good. True. And, and you look, and uh, whether it's Mason Rudolph or, or Duck Hodges, I just feel better about the Browns from a talent standpoint. Um, I, I know the competition's been down for the Browns over the course of this, this three-game winning streak, but um, – you know, you're starting to see the offense put together some some semblance of, of what we thought they could be. Scored 41 points, albeit against the Dolphins this week. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry have found something. I, I think there's still more they can do with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, that, that game two weeks ago, we talked about the fight. 
The Browns won that game 21 to seven, and, they, and they it really it really wasn't even as close as that. Oh, I agree. Could as, have been worse. as the 14 points showed. Um, yeah, I mean, missing Miles Garrett for this game and for the rest of the season is going to hurt. But uh, the Steelers are just as banged up on offense, and, and um, you know we saw them struggle to beat the Bengals. I, I think they're going to struggle containing this Browns offense uh, up in Heinz Field. Yeah, you're making sense as as you, as you get into it more. Uh, you know, not a 4:25 game yeah. anymore. It's at one o'clock. Um, you know the Browns will be revved up, ready to go. They're going with yep. this one game a week playoff mentality now, yeah. trying to get in. Uh, I do. I hope. You know, I, I'm hoping they get in, but I'm wondering if they'll fall just short because of what what happened earlier yeah, in the season. Yeah, they, they dug themselves in a hole. Yeah. Saying that, uh, they're going to be ready to play. I think that's going to be a playoff type atmosphere. Baker Mayfield yeah. said that the other day. It, it definitely will be. And your third game. Uh, my third game here. I'm going to go with a, a road underdog here, uh, or no, no, yeah, road underdog yeah. here. Um, I've been picking road favorites, excuse me. Uh, I've got the Titans plus three at the Colts. I just like the way this Titans team has been playing. I, I feel like it's gone under the radar uh, since they made the switch from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill. Completely changed their offense. Uh, Derrick Henry is having a monster season mm-hmm. at running back. Uh, the defense I, is good. The defense is good. Mike Vrabel, I think, has done a good job coaching up that defense. Um, and then I think that, that they have some wide receivers there. A.J. Brown um, makes some plays. I, I think this is a high season. Ceiling, um, a higher ceiling than, than we've become accustomed to seeing uh, from the Titans. Uh, the Colts have been up and down. I, I think, you know, they, they really started off strong but have kind of petered out since. And uh, I just like this spot as an underdog for the Titans, no, plus I, three. I like it. Uh, divisional game, I, I saw one of the, um, I don't know who it was, it was, one of the beat writers for, for the Titans said they thought that yesterday was their most complete game. And I mm-hmm. thought about that week one game that yeah. they played the Browns. That had to be a close second, if yeah. not. But I do feel like the Titans are, are playing as well as they, they have right now. Yeah. And they're making a push for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so your three NFL picks here. Um, I've got the Browns minus one at the Steelers. I've got the Saints minus seven at the Falcons. I've got the Titans plus three at the Colts. Okay, uh, week 13 of the NFL for me. Two of these are going to be on Thanksgiving. So we'll I'll look yeah. out to, to get out to an early uh, 2-0 uh, start here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. I know it's like sacrilegious to go against the Lions on, uh, on Thanksgiving. Um, but I just don't know about, you know, with, with Stafford. I mean, yeah. what's, what the, you know, he's kind of been, he's been dealing with the back injury. Is he going to, mm. you know, there's been a lot of uncertainty with that. Uh, the Bears just have such a good defense. And I know Mitch Trubisky, I mean, it, it pains me to say it because he's the local kid, Northeast Ohio, but he's just been so bad. He and, has. and they have not put him in good situations. Saying that, I was watching their Sunday night game against the Rams a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't think it was Trubisky that totally cost them. I actually thought he played okay in that game. Uh, and I think maybe this line is reflective of him playing poorly and their record not being where they want it. But they're still alive technically. Yeah. Uh, I think that their defense is just so good. Khalil Mack and those guys, uh, they just fly to the football. I don't think it'll be very high scoring. I do think the Bears will do barely enough to win the game. I think it'll be the ugliest game uh, of the day on uh, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, I uh, to, to give a cheap plug to my NFL picks I do for WKYC.com. Uh, I went 10-3 and three heading into Monday there night go. this week. Get, getting, we got to bring some of that here. Yeah, get, getting back <laughs> on it. Um, but one of the picks I had that I really liked was the Bills over the Lions this past week because it felt like a spot or I'm sorry, the Redskins over the Lions oh, this yeah, past yeah. week. Um, and because it felt like a spot where the Lions season was going to turn one way or the other. Either they were going to rev up here for this run, and I I just don't believe in this Lions team. I thought this is the spot where it falls apart, and and sure enough, that's what happened. Um, And I think it's going to continue to fall apart from from here, especially no Matt Stafford. um, You know, they they had found something with their offense with Matt Stafford and uh, Galladay and and Marvin Jones Jr. And 
since Stafford's been out of the lineup, they just Jeff Driscoll hasn't been able to, no. to, to keep them at that same pace. I mean, imagine pace. him against this defense. Right. I, just, I, and I know Trubisky has not played well again, yeah. but I, I think they do enough. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at on it. Uh, second game, another uh, Thanksgiving game, and I'm going against another team that plays on Thanksgiving uh, most years. It's the, I'm going with the Bills plus seven against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually do think this is a game the Cowboys can do enough to win. Uh, I just think it's going to be very close. Both teams need a victory to stay in their playoff chase. Um, the, uh, the, the Cowboys just played a tough game against New England that I thought uh, they were going to have a chance to win there late, and they didn't. I think they're kind of feeling bad about themselves. And now there's a lot of things that are being talked about yeah. with Jason Garrett. Um, we, you know, the, the owner's talking about his job, and uh, I, just, I just think that there's just too much going on. Yeah. They have a lot of talent, um, but I just think there's a lot going on with the coach where even if they were to win this game, I think it's going to kind of be a grinded-out Sockham affair. It's going to be yeah. tough. I think that the Bills do enough. Uh, to keep it close, even though I think the Cowboys are, are a much more talented team. Yeah, you know, the, the Cowboys, Amari Cooper is clearly not healthy, and they are such a different True. offense when Amari Cooper is out there. We, we've seen that since they acquired him from the Raiders last year, and if he's not in there, I think the Cowboys have to lean on Ezekiel Elliott more, especially more than they did against the Patriots uh, on Sunday, and that that, you know, going run heavy makes for a closer game typically because you're running off more clock less plays all of that um so so yeah seven seven points for the bills sounds about right here um i'm gonna ask you this though Uh, (laughs) i think the way the schedule's set up next year the browns are playing at dallas oh what are the odds we get a a cleveland browns Ah. thursday thanksgiving game next year in Dallas? that would be fun now, I was wondering the last time that they played on Thanksgiving. It's been, it, it hasn't happened since they came back, yeah. I can tell you that much. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. I would, yeah. I would circle that I one. I think that that's be, in play. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Last game, it's, it's a total spot of don't overthink it. Just take the team that you mm-hmm. think is better and going to win and they'll likely win by more than three and a half. I'm taking the New England Patriots in Houston against the Texans. I know the Texans are on a long week, yeah. um, but I, I just feel like you know Bill Belichick versus O'Brien and Tom Brady yeah. versus Watson, I, I just think that I, I'm getting the better team I'm getting the better value I always thought this was gonna this line was gonna be around six to seven yeah and for some reason it's Patriots minus three and a half uh, I'll take Tom Brady and company minus three and a half in this game yeah I, I almost went the other way on this one just okay. because the line didn't make any sense to me I, so I, I know we it's do one of sometimes. those lines where you're what do they know that I don't know Bingo. you kind of want to take the points there so <laughs> um, I, I definitely can't fault you because when you're looking at the lines this one certainly stands out I think as the most obvious one as as you know why what, is it this way? Right. And, and I think, you know, sometimes you fade that and sometimes you think, don't overthink it. Don't Just overthink it. Make the obvious choice here. <laughs> so uh, certainly can't fault you for that. All right. So here we go. Uh, my NFL picks uh, for week uh, 13. 13 in the NFL. Bears minus one and a half at the Lions. Bills plus seven at the Cowboys. Patriots minus three and a half at the Texans. Ben, good stuff. We'll, uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Yep, All right. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us on Chalk Talk.